0: Hello and welcome to this episode of The Coaching Podcast from British Canoeing Awarding Body. Hi everyone and welcome to the British Canoeing Awarding Body Coaching Podcast. My name is Lee Pooley and I'm the Director of Coaching and Qualifications at British Canoeing. Today we are joined by Dan Wilkinson and Simon Westgarth. So hi Dan, hi Simon. Hi Lee. Hi. Um, so tonight, before we get into the subject, which is a, around the whitewater safety and rescue courses, what I'd be keen to do is give the listeners a bit of a sort of a bio of yourselves, if that's all right. So, um, Simon, try to capture in the in a couple of minutes the, your experience.
1: Well, I've been kayaking for more than 40 years now. Came from the Scouts into a club, uh, creating a club in around Cheddar. And then um had to go a bunch of different disciplines and uh, enjoy slalom. And then when I was soon as I finished uh, sixth form off, I went on the gap year to Canada and discovered rough guiding and big water and decided that I really liked it. So after university off, I went for a gap two years and that's kind of continued to become a career initially as a brand ambassador for dagger and palm. I got to travel around the world and part of my job was to develop kayaks uh, at Dagger and product at Palm, but also looking for uh, to develop products for the particular market of Europe. And then from there, uh, I started teaching people, picked up a bunch of qualifications on the way, uh, including a teachers, PGCE and a a bachelor's degree and then just carried on. And then uh, eventually the teaching became more coaching and then. I opened my own, uh, coaching business, which, uh, Gene 17 kayaking that has gone on for 20 years now, um, running trips initially, making lots of, uh, instructional videos. And then, um, more recently, we tend to do a lot more one-to-one and uh, long-term development performance coaching with individuals and groups, uh, in core destinations of Slovenia, Italy, and Norway and Norway's where I live now.
0: Well, thanks Simon. So Dan, what about yourself?
2: Uh, it's uh, incredibly intimidating to follow Simon's CV there, but um, uh, I'll give it my best shot. I've, I've been paddling for 20 years, so half the time, half the experience, hopefully. But I grew up in central London, and I started paddling at a youth club that was based on the canal, and that they had some funding from the council to keep kids on the straight and narrow. None of the kids that needed to not be on the straight and narrow are interested, so me and my brother managed to get our way onto his trainee scheme. Uh, and as part of that, we managed to go to the French Alps and Scotland, and that really opened my eyes to the world beyond central London and the whitewater paddling and what it could offer and give. And so subsequently, I failed my A-levels, took a few gap years paddling, uh, and then went back to uni and did a degree in outdoor leadership in the Lake District, which subsequently led on to living in North Wales for a decade, uh, working full time in the outdoors. And then moving back to the lakes about six years ago. So I live in Kendall now. Through that time, I've picked up various qualifications and things and you know, I've been working professionally in the outdoors my entire actual career, I'd say. And then as part of that, I've also completed a master's in performance coaching on top of all the paddling qualifications i hold and the mountaineering qualifications i hold so i've got a bit of experience in the in the winter and summer hills as a paddler i've also been fortunate enough to go on expeditions to various places in the world of first descents on three continents and uh, you know i've been supported by prana for a very long time and have been involved in boat design and prototyping for them as well so yeah i guess a a wide breadth and range of whitewater kayaking experience um, as well as doing some canoeing as well.
0: Thank you and uh, for those keen listeners you'll uh, you'll remember Dan from a previous podcast that we did around decision making so uh, welcome back Dan. So one of the um, one of the things just sort of to clarify to everyone that's listening is that both Simon and Dan are active members of the Whitewater Technical Group for British Canoeing and they advise uh, and guide And provide us with updates around the world of whitewater boating. We're really pleased that you could be here today and and what we're here today to talk about is the suite of awards for whitewater safety um, that are available from this winter onwards. You know I'll leave it to you how you answer this but you know really it'd be good to understand what the design process was in terms of getting it from getting the feedback from a from the safety review all the way through to the the completion is who's been involved how did it happen Happen. How did it work? Initially, the safety
1: review was in 2020 and we had lots of good feedback that came through the strategic group, if I recall. And the main takeaways were that people liked the providers, they were doing a great job. And um, the other thing was there was the contents of the course were so stacked, there was a lot to fit in. People liked the content, but there was a lot. And so providers were under pressure to try and get everything done. And to the point that people got a snapshot of solutions or, or skills or tools and uh, not enough time to develop or even even practice them um, it was something you effectively took away with you to practice and with so much content over the classically two-day course it was people's brains were probably a little fried
0: and and then who's who's been involved with the process so you know this was this is the information that you were given by you know the strategic group really about you know the feedback that we received so who's been involved with the design of these new programs
2: dan so um As you've mentioned, Simon and I sit on the Whitewater Technical Group, which is a group of seven volunteers, all of whom are really experienced paddlers, course providers and coaches. And we initially had a bit of a discussion and a chat around what we felt were some of the pitfalls of the awards and what we felt could be a potential way forwards for these awards. So we bounce those around. Chatted about what we're covering on courses as a provider group that we're not really using in the real world when we go boating for ourselves, and what we do in the real world when we go boating that's perhaps not covered in as much depth or detail on these courses as we feel could be done. So, so we, we, between the seven of us, we kind of break down and had a real think about how would we structure a, a progressive series of courses that supported paddlers to become independent on the water. And then once we'd got a, a rough outline of what content might be in them it was actually Simon's idea this so but we opened it up and asked for feedback on the content from a really wide range of independent paddlers and providers perhaps some people that were international so people from New Zealand that gave the time to have a read over our documents and quite a few British-based paddlers as well and the, the point of that process was to make sure that our biases weren't from delivering just British canoeing content weren't overshadowing the like what else is going on in the wider world there. And so when we were happy that we had a really healthy bunch of content for people to take away and play with, we then set about thinking about how we'd structure that into some courses, which then gave rise to the fact that we've ended up with a, a suite of three different courses for safety on whitewater, yeah.
0: So a really extensive process, really, in terms of you know I remember you know chatting to both of you at the very early stages, and you know it's probably eighteen months down the line, isn't it really, in terms of thinking about the content and and where it is now? You just alluded Dan to there's three courses now, and three courses will be available in the winter period. So should we have a little bit of a run through them? you know what what are they called and, and who are they aimed at?
1: Can i um just slightly rewind for a moment part of the development was that within the group we uh technical group we felt that the previous uh, suite of courses were heavily um, focused on rescuing um, providing solutions for problems that have already occurred so we as a group decided that we felt that it needed rebalancing so a good proportion of the course um and it turned out for example on a two-day course the first day is focused on safety to avoid to avoiding problems and Rather than uh, having um, learners develop their paddling skills and then get weeded out as leaders, we felt that we wanted a, a kind of a clear stepping stone where people can get all the safety early on in their paddling career. Um, and then they can then perhaps self-select to become leaders uh, rather than effectively, you know, have to learn it by the from the trade in clubs and, and the alike and to to eventually decide to be a leader. So it was almost like a stepping stone. And then then back to your question, there are free uh, awards on offer. I will pretty much match the uh, two obvious ones. So the Whitewater Safety and Rescue is the outgoing course and that's being replaced by Whitewater Safety and the Advanced Whitewater Safety and Rescue is being replaced by the uh, Advanced Whitewater Safety. The third award is a new award. And this is the intro to whitewater safety. This is a one day course where the others are two day. And the one day course is designed for people who are coming into whitewater. They may have done an intro to whitewater course. A classic example would be um, a group of freshers at university. They've already been out with the club and they've done some flat water. And then maybe they've done an intro to whitewater session. So maybe after six to ten sessions, they this is the kind of course where they would uh, the intro to whitewater safety is the kind of course that they would uh, look to do, so they have some skills and understanding of the whitewater environment. Whereas the the others just link across to where they uh, the outgoing wars are currently at. And um, one advantage with the whitewater safety is that often on the Whitewater Safety and Rescue course, we would have people who were also novices on it. So the provider would find it difficult to be able to deliver the whole course content with the range of different users on the course. So we feel that this kind of opens up the Whitewater Safety is definitely aimed at the kind of more experienced moderate water paddler.
0: I think that's a really, really interesting point you put there, Simon, is, you know, if you get such a diverse group on a course, there are people that will will suffer from that because you know you have to almost deliver to the to the person that's you know probably got the least of experience, or you're looking after them more. So I think that's a you know having those three options. I think is a really a great way of looking at it. I'm glad you mentioned around freshers or you know around the club sort of environment that it sort of aimed for the intro to white water. So Dan, what about what about craft? Because you know this is something that obviously we've got quite a multitude of craft now that we see on whitewater so how how have you broached that
2: we had a really big uh, think about this because a lot of us work as independent providers as well we we see that balance in the in the wider world of people that are accessing the sport independently of clubs as well as through the club structure we've got a really healthy club structure in the UK it's brilliant you know do a lot of work with canoe clubs and i think what they do is fantastic there's also people that are approaching our world from packrafting you know or the stand up boarders that are coming in that are, a very much part of a social meet rather than a formal club and so as we were designing the award you know we kind of distilled down as Simon was saying into what do people need to know to be safe on the water what would I, what do I wish that 14 year old Dan knew when he started out with those first tentative whitewater paddling strokes you know in terms of going out with his friends to keep himself safe on a really simple river journey through to where Dan is now and like paddling in advanced whitewater and thinking about the things that dan needs to know for that so when we were designing the courses we wanted to make sure that they were accessible to all the paddlers we're all paddlers together on the water we're all sharing the water space so an intro course is very much can be accessed by anybody in any craft that's suitable for a whitewater environments so that could be a stand-up paddleboard a pack raft an open trad canoe all the way through to a slalom so i guess you know for those people that are starting out in the slalom world of what do i do if i fall in and how do i keep myself safe as you move on from competitions at shepperton onto competitions in more natural environments yeah so uh, anyone with any suitable whitewater craft can attend the intro course and then we took that thinking further and started looking at the whitewater safety course and is we've now got a course that's aimed at people with a bit of experience and can be should be delivered to people with a bit of experience we didn't feel like there was any reason or rationale for that for excluding craft on the basis that they didn't fit into our traditional ideas of a canoe or an open canoe or a whitewater kayak or anything so as long as a craft is suitable to go into the environment people can access those awards hopefully sharing the skill and knowledge and love that we all have for our sport and keeping people safe on the water so they can have lots of good times
0: and you talk about environment and I, th- you know, I think, you know, some of the questions that the listeners may have on the tip of their tongues is what grade are we talking, you know, for these particular uh, awards that you've put together?
2: So I live in the Lake District, so I'll give a couple of examples of local. If I was delivering an intro to safety course in the lakes, I, I would consider using something like Devil's Bridge over on the on the Loon. You know, it's a fantastic single site venue. It's got a grade two rapid in it. Likewise, Seven Bridge, you know, Iron Bridge on the river seven where that you know there's a single grade two rapid sort of thing where people can feel like they're safe to explore that environment we're not worried about on the intro course we're not worried about completing the river trip we're, what we want to do is share the environment share the actions we might take in that environment to keep ourselves safe and look after ourselves and the event will whoopsie you know a very easily accessible single site venue could be something you'd use to deliver that award in
0: Simon, can you give some examples, you know, some different examples of that environment, maybe down in the southwest?
1: Yeah, you could uh, easily use it on, this, uh, again, a single rapid where you uh, walk up slightly from uh, Newbridge on the River Dart. There's two rapids there below the little drop where it would just be ideal, where you would uh, have some line of sight challenges, uh, where you can then uh, indicate why, what decisions you make and why you go there and what you would find. And the nature of white, very nature of white water, I and mean, so really, just looking at some some structured white water at that grade, uh, grade two. Really, uh, we're not looking to the top end of moderate water for this.
0: And then the other course is the the white water safety and the advanced. Are they on the are they on the same grades as the existing course?
1: Indeed, so yeah, exactly. It just maps across to the the identical environment.
2: A change that has been made, Lee, though, that's worth just highlighting for listeners is that traditionally the advanced course had been written for kayakers and some canoeists accessed it with the change in shape of the award we've managed to very much make an award that will fit the need of either open boaters and they can go into their advanced remit which is grade three with a bit of four or a whitewater kayakers can access the award and go and do it on like a real three, four grade four environment, like the orc or something and get those different, the different learnings that each group needs for those to go and use their craft in the environments they want to use them safely with the same course content because the shape of it is the same.
1: So in a way, it doesn't matter what craft you uh, show up in as long as it's that's used on whitewater. And the main reason why we kind of took this approach that we're very aware that 10 years ago, pack rafts weren't, weren't a thing and uh, whitewater SGP either and so the we have a lot of creativity in you know, the river environment and it's important that uh people can access safety uh training as suitable for whatever they want to do yeah
0: so they could yeah you, know, you could have you can mix courses you could have single single craft you know specific courses it's really down to person accessing the course what they want from it really isn't it you know if they you know if you're stuck they could join or have a have a, a course designed particularly around stand-up paddleboard and not have canoes and, and kayaks but you could also have mixed craft
1: uh, very much so the idea was that you can have mixed craft because when you're paddling down the river you don't know who you can come across maybe you have to rent another craft you've never seen before but it's still within the ethos of what we're uh, trying to establish with these suite of that they're useful for helping people
2: and I, I want to build on that sorry lee really quickly because i think it's a really important um differentiation for the for the wider paddling community to understand that these and we sought some outside advice on this as well that these courses weren't just for people that preparing for leadership awards the the courses have been designed for participants people who go and access those environments like if if I'm just a moderate water paddler I've got no interest in these the stuff in there is what is going to keep me and my mates safe if I've got no interest at all in being an advanced canoe leader, but I paddle my canoe regularly on Grade Three white water, the advanced course has got the stuff in it that you need to go out and be a safe paddler on white water. You know, they're not shaped around, although there are obviously loads of useful content in them. They're not shaped around just preparing people for leadership assessment. They're shaped around helping paddlers be safer on the water.
1: And the the clear interesting thing, from my point of view, is that I no longer live in the UK and I, um, I paddle. Quite a, many varied destinations is that we, these awards should be for anybody, even in those destinations. Um, as we're well aware, paddles up training uh, with uh, the British Canoeing Awarding Body is spreading out around the world, and the, these these awards are meant to be for anyone who uh, who sees um, sees see value in them.
0: It's really interesting, you know. You, you you paint, you know. You talk about an ethos of the course, and I think that's coming across really strong. But I think what would be really important is if we can delve into those in those areas differently. So, what's different from the previous courses? Yeah. So, what's the content, and and what's different from the previous courses, and what should someone expect when they arrive and immerse themselves in the course?
1: Rudimentary, two-day, both the white safety and advanced white water safety, uh, two-day courses. And the first day of both of those courses is a safety day. It's a day looking for people to have uh, experience, an example of safe paddling, how their motivations to be there, the decisions that are made even prior to going to the river, what sections you're going to, why you're choosing to go there, what are the environmental constraints in terms of uh, the the variable runoff, weather that's going to change these things, what underpins what, the that makes it safe so that's a huge change and then the second day is the rescue day and the rescue day has we definitely look at developing skills that are useful and that that more commonly occur on the river so we're not looking for extreme advanced overly technical solutions that rarely if ever happen in someone's paddling journey in their career of paddling but looking at rescues um, that are useful for the that commonly occur. So a, a lot bit, more balanced.
0: Yeah. And, and I think it's it's really interesting you know, when listening to you then, is, you know, almost say start is really about, you know, why you go paddling and the motivations behind it and, you know, and people to understand that. And I think that's a real complete change in, in the approach to these particular courses. And I think it's a really healthy way to actually people to start to understand that very early on in their paddling. I think that's so important. Earlier, Simon, you touched on on the safety review feedback and around, you know, it was packed and not a lot of time for people to actually have a go or, or practice. How, how has that changed within the courses?
1: Well, as I previously just mentioned, is that the array of skills to develop is uh, shorter because it's uh, narrower, if it were, and because it focuses on skills that are commonly required rather than something that might happen?
2: I think when we were looking at designing the courses, we had quite a lot of jokes around, I'll I'll just get rid of this bit of the old syllabus and stuff within the tech group. But when we looked at it, we felt like if we could... We're not We're not thinking about these awards being simplified versions of the awards. What we're looking to do is develop some robust strategies that will work in multiple situations, which means you'll get a few solutions and then a load of different scenarios where the same solutions can be applied in different ways to solve the problem. This is fundamental, so you don't have to worry about which knot where, where in the system. If you've made a really... If you've got a good fundamental understanding of I accessing the environment, for example, there's no difference between a pinned boat or, or somebody having a foot entrapment. We need to get something to that person or that craft to be able to remove it. So the big thing there from a safety perspective is how we access, how we get to that point in the first place whereas delivering the awards traditionally i was like right the boat's got pinned and we've got a line to it because we haven't got time to mess about getting a rope to a boat which is the hardest bit to do once the rope's on the boat it comes off so by having some simple solution that you can use about wading and swimming and just think about accessing the environment and then using the time towards that we've now created in the course to try those out in different scenarios and see that the same thing works maybe with some tweaks maybe with some adaptations but the same approach works to different scenarios then we've created a really robust set of principles for people to follow out on the water rather than having a this is a tension diagonal i need to do this if i do this specifically in the, in this instance
0: it sounds it sounds you know a real breath of fresh air isn't it that actually you know what is on the course is probably what you what you need rather than never having to use and I think that's a, a significant difference. You know, you use the word Dan simplify. I think it's a phenomenal amount of work with a level of complexity behind it. And you know, when you look at it, it does look you know simplified. But the thought process of how it's structured, the flow of the courses, that's the level of complexity there that exists. I think it's a it's you know yourselves. The Whitewater Technical Group and those other those others that you've got involved with the development of these programs, I think, has been, been great. So, in terms of the courses, will be up and running. We know, you know, the Intro to Whitewater is already available, and we've had in the UK. I would imagine the rivers are, are reasonably full at the moment. You've already you've already set around pressures, you know, pressures going on to these particular courses and, and, and others, but you know. Would you be would you be recommending people to revisit courses? So you know if they've already done an advanced whitewater safety and rescue, would you be would you be encouraging them to to refresh? You know what's your what's your thoughts on that?
1: I, very much, I would recommend they come and, and see what we're doing as providers, because the whole safety tilt of the first day is fundamentally different from uh, the the previous courses and this is about allowing people space to to decide and understand what's safe and how they can shape safe outcomes themselves and and there's space enough and time in in the the first day to have the discussions about about these matters
2: feel like safety these safety courses they should be looked at a bit like a first aid course well we yeah, we don't encourage people to do every three years but definitely having a regular top-up of some sorts of safety and input ideally from different providers i'm really i'm really pro people going to do di- these same courses with different providers because you'll always get something else from someone's different experiences that they'll give you and that's a really healthy way to look at it too
0: you know hopefully they you know they attend the course and never have to use those skills um, because they're staying safe so um if you don't use use them you lose them so i think you know as you say going back and doing a a refresher and attending a course is a a good message
2: I, i challenge everyone that's done a course recently to think back to the last time they deliberately practiced their swimming you know and then think actually this is a really good way to force myself to deliberately practice my swimming which is probably one of the things if it starts to go wrong is the thing that i can do the most to keep myself safe Yeah. and it's the
1: classic an- an analogy you know where um if you're really good at safety you rarely need to rescue anybody whereas of course when you're new to kayaking you're probably not so white water you're not so hot on your safety and you're, therefore you're rescuing a bunch and so, uh, you know, you might develop uh, skills in one area and, and through uh, trial and error and the, you know, the school of hard knocks, eventually you are hone in your safety. The point of these, these suite of awards is that it no longer needs to be like that. We've got the safety uh, input on the safety day and will help you to avoid the matter where you will be rescue
0: ranger. Yeah. No, I think it's. I think it's really positive, and yeah, you know, really appreciate of your times to come on and uh, talk about these courses and how they've been developed, etc. And I think you know what I would hope is you know listeners are, are keen to get on these courses and, and experience the content. Before we sort of sign off, um, I always end uh, end these of, of of a question. So what's what's next for you, Simon? You know, what's what's on the uh, horizon for the next six months for yourself?
1: It's winter. It's skiing season. Uh, no, I will be um, I go to Slovenia to work in October and Devon, I'll be in Devon, November and December, mainly doing personal coaching. Uh, there are some uh, British canoeing assessments on the itinerary and then but come late November, I will be skiing here uh, all the way into Lisa.
0: And any planned trips?
1: I'm going to do the uh, the Engadine ski marathon, Um, but uh, uh, other than that, um, those of you who follow me on social media know that I tend to do these one day long distance skiing. Um, Paddling trip wise, I definitely, I think next year is uh, a return to Zambezi,
2: is the hope anyway.
0: And what about yourself, Dan? What's, uh, What's the next six months look like
2: for you? Busy. At the moment which is nice uh we've got also i've got a three and a half year old and a two-year-old at the moment they're definitely keeping me on my toes a little bit on top of that i'll I'll also be skiing fortunately i've got three weeks of skiing before christmas this year so a rare treat just like trying to get that on simon but looking ahead i'd like to go back to the himalaya next autumn i think that's where i'd like to kind of put a bit of focus on my time in so you know trying to work through some make sure i'm around for the kids and stuff before i head off for another trip somewhere I think is the big one
1: cool uh, I notice on the itinerary we've not talked about the resources
0: ah, you're absolutely right do you know what you should host this rather than me Simon I think you know you're all over it so we have got some uh, resources that complement the the courses and what we are keen to do as well is to build on those resources over the next sort of six to six to eight months So at the moment, we have some resources that are found on the British Canoeing Awarding Body website. But we are also keen to put in resources specifically around uh, the use of video so people can actually see it in in real time and also be able to access them rather than just the written word. I don't know if you've got any sort of thoughts on that. And... um, Anything that you want to tease the listeners about? What might be coming in the next uh, couple of months?
2: Definitely. I mean, these these courses are great. Part of the course has been designed around ensuring that people have access to resources after the course and prior to the course. They've got some a little bit of at the moment, it, as Lee's just said, it's there's some pre-reading to be done. As things evolve, we'd like to hope that we can get those into some video format as well, and then some more stuff around the more technical elements of the safety course and the advanced course you know especially looking at boat unpinning and mechanical advantagey things where we traditionally as the feedback came through right back at the start of the safety review we spent a lot of time teaching people to tie knots now you can learn to tie knots at home so why am i why am i wasting your time teaching you to tie a knot when you could have practiced that at home you turn up on the course we can look at putting those into action so some resources to support people to turn up and get the most from that face time with providers would be really useful. Uh, positive
0: yeah so yeah what's your space uh we'll keep you we'll keep everyone updated around the resources that will be available so we'll just keep sort of plugging those as we go along so anything else from either yourself simon or dan before we sign off
2: just that the amount of volunteer work that went into designing these courses from a huge raft of highly experienced people like tom parker pete catchall adam harmer chris easterbrook roger i'm sure i've forgotten so georgina maxwell that's the core of the whitewater tech group there and the time that they've all volunteered to ensure that these courses are fit for purpose has been incredible so i'd just like to from simon and myself i guess i'd like to thank all of them for their work and efforts in bringing these through in quite a short time frame from conception to uh, existence as syllabus courses
0: absolutely down you know you know agree with you in that you know what we have is we've got some phenomenal people giving up their time uh on these particular uh, technical groups and you know we wouldn't be able to do it without them and um, the level of expertise and the time they give up is just phenomenal so uh yeah really appreciate you you bringing that to light thanks very much everyone and thanks for listening and look out for the next podcast take care Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. Remember to review, rate and subscribe. Bye
1: for now.